Hello stars, this is your host G, back with another Star 47 brand episode. Today, we'll be talking about Solomon magic, the key to King Solomon, right? And in, in this podcast, I will be reading from Lon Milo Duquette's book, called The Key to Solomon's Key. So this is the book to another book. So, you know, you have to get acquainted with reading in layers because this is occult information. So if you just read three things and think you got it, I can reassure you that you must certainly do not. So you want to go ahead and make sure you unravel these new layers Okay. Uh, just on the cover alone, the cover of the book alone, there is high advanced messages and information to be decoded. Okay. And to be used for your magical journey. Only if you know what to do. If you don't know what to do, then you'll just be thinking you got it. And that's where you fuck up. That's how the occultist can hide information from you. With profane thinking. Okay. Okay. So now that we got that out the way. Let's deal with some scary ass demons and shit. So. uh, One of the first things I could recommend for you. And you know what? I just realized, or remembered anyway, I think this book is autographed. Yep, it's autographed, which is exceptionally fire. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I forgot about that. It's actually autographed by Lime, my little kid. He wrote his signature in here. You could tell he did it because he wrote over his own name. So. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, this is a uh, fire ass book with energy from the actual magician channeled through his wand, i.e. a pin. Isn't that how books are made in the first place, rookie? So don't be above the books because books correspond to Helios Biblios or the light papers. You're supposed to be a light worker, right? So you can do your shadow work, right? Well, how the fuck are you going to go in the shadows with no light? Explain that. You're just going to create more shadow. So you need wisdom to be able to reveal that which is hidden from you. Okay? It ain't going to do it just because you corresponded to some Zodiac shit. It may. It might, but... You'd have a much better chance of being able to identify by diversifying your workings. Even if you're a beginner. I would say almost especially if you're a beginner because you'll find something that will suit your strong your strong point. Or if you're just that guy or that girl, you would focus in on the part that is your weak point. And deal with that first. So work the opposite way. 
Okay. So the reason why Solomon's magic is so interesting and perhaps a very profound key, magical key for understanding. Man, I got some shit to share with y'all today. It's a very profound key for magical understanding um, as well as understanding how we begin to work and activate these different portions of our brain that we have been told are just so out of our reach and we just can never fuck with it. It's impossible. You know, humankind has not yet got to that point in development. No matter what you do on your own, there's nothing you can do to help yourself outside of what has already been laid down. So just don't even try to do anything else. Don't try to understand Solomon's magic Solomon the Magician. You know, it's like, if nothing, like I said, we want to also maintain our skeptical mind. If absolutely positively no result was coming from this, why do all these people have their hands in it? And it gets transferred down through secret societies, right? It, to be honest, to be frank, this is the, some of the information from these secret societies, ancient secret societies, all right? So that's something to be considered as you study, okay? So quite simply, um, this book of genies, because King Solomon in the Bible and in uh, Islam, he locks away these evil genie or um in the islamic culture they call them jinn the djinn well ironically the djinn correspond to the djed pillar d-j-e-d d-j-i-n-n all right the jed pillar is the backbone of osiris who's osiris though he's the lord of the underworld he's the king of the underworld soul oman soul oman osiris it's the soul of Osiris, otherwise known as the soul hidden deep within the subconscious mind. So if you're not doing subconscious mind workings, then you're not really doing the nature of understanding oneself of that soul. What the fuck is your soul? If you read so many books, what is the soul, right? So you should be asking yourself these questions. If you don't know the answer to those questions, you need to be seeking books and information to find these answers. But I will tell you, most of that information um, is in these ancient texts. OK, the ancient texts that you don't want to read, you think is so irrelevant. You're past that. We have moved beyond such a thing. <sighs> sad, sad rookie. What a what a shame. Look, let me tell you. If ancient mythical sciences were so irrelevant... Oh, no. Let's not even go there. If ancient science was not relevant to modern science, how did the ancients map the, 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 the movements and the formations of the stars and the cosmos and create celestial maps without telescopes? If modern science or if ancient science is irrelevant to modern science... Although they're trying to do the exact same shit, 
with much more money and effort spent, it would seem. So either somebody is hiding something or somebody's really fucking stupid. There's kind of no way around that. Because what's the point of corresponding anything ancient to what is being discovered in a modern day? If ancient science and ancient text is completely irrelevant, what is the point of, of saying this is just like this pyramid that we found in, in Egypt? It's because those people understood the true advanced technology was the soul of Solomon. Okay? Why we so busy trying to figure out the next thing, but we always are so quick to say there's nothing new under the sun. So what is the next thing? But that which is already old and laid down and you can read it as it already happened. Like I said, you're making a rookie mistake by not studying ancient texts. And that's just what it is. Can you grasp certain keys by studying just new age material and trying to look for the new stuff? Sure. But I promise you, a lot of the real gems, like I said, they're hidden in these ancient texts because this is, a lot of this information was before an actual written language. The true sciences were passed down just verbatim, word for word, word of mouth, right? Some of the, the real deal, but people have done work to rediscover and translate a lot of these lost codices and texts and 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 uh really just mysteries okay so don't sleep on the ancient shit if you want if you truly understand that there's nothing new under the sun if you truly understand that then why aren't you studying that which is ancient exactly you have you you would lead to the same conclusion that which is ancient is that which is of the future so let's get this straight yet again if the ancients could predict the future and have oracles and prophecy that come true based upon celestial reading and other and other uh, ritual workings, because they weren't just doing celestial shit. They was doing rituals, too. Why? But why was they doing all these rituals? What, what was hap- What would be the point of this ritual? So if it's nothing happening, if the the earth and shit just doing what it wants to do and these rituals have no effect because this is just how they want to vent their emotions, right? No effect whatsoever based upon all of the thousands of texts that they laid down. You'd have to be almost crazy or completely illiterate to to be on the opposite side of the fence based upon the tons of evidence and generations of research, right? Just mounds and mounds of books that say otherwise, okay? So you have to be very careful with your thinking. That is a religious mindset to think that you can go to one place or a couple places and think you just got it all, all the answers. You can stop reading. You don't have to read anymore. That is not the mindset of a star. In fact, that's in opposition to becoming a star because gnosis means knowledge. The ancient Gnostics, Gnostic meaning serpent. So if you understand you're calling yourself the serpent people, which is, you know, telling of yourself, 
you understand the science of kundalini, then you understand that energy needs to be raised up. It's built up. It's cultivated. It's purified, right? And that is done through knowledge because gnosis also means knowledge. So by increasing your knowledge, you are also definitely increasing uh, to some level, right? To some level, um, you, your kundalini or at least the ability to raise kundalini. But if you don't even know what the fuck that is, then I would say you have a problem, my friend. So I'm going to deal with some entities and some spirits today, right? Some demons that can assist you on your path. You don't got to trust this shit. Just be an experimenter. It's not about belief. Occult science, in fact, you would be surprised. It actually... After a while, it has very little to do with your belief. And it's more about what you know and really what you are in tune with. So most people are only in tune. And and it sounds like I shit on it, but most people are only in tune with the Zodiac animalistic portions. But there are different layers to Zodiac. This is not just the one cut and dry thing. I think that's what is misunderstood. Oh, this squirrel, this squirrel out the window is getting down. So right now, so I'm seeing a squirrel. Yeah, you know, it's you could you could argue it's a spiritual uh, entity. You know, he's just chilling, literally making eye contact with me a couple feet away out the window. Right. However, you see squirrels every day. You've been seeing squirrels since you was a kid. So you have to. Understanding your mind to what level of importance is you seeing this squirrel and him reminding you of something versus you being able to call on something by name. Okay? Because that shit is random. You don't know what the fuck that squirrel's agenda is. It could be just to give you rabies or pee on your car. But from your perspective, oh, cute, cuddly squirrel, my animal totem. But that squirrel might fucking hate you. So that's why I say you must understand to upgrade and 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 move forward in your spiritual practice and mindset. If you're already doing this type of shit, congratulations to you. Maybe you don't need to listen to this podcast. But these are for those who just need a little bit more encouragement and also to remove some mystery around certain workings and to enhance the workings they're already doing with maybe tarot crystals uh and also astrology right this is to upgrade your astrological practice as opposed to being stuck there to just corresponding and referencing some animals and shit but if that's what you're fly at go right ahead but i got 72 demons right i have 72 demons on my side that um can pretty much do anything so you ask yourself what which side would you would you choose? and i have many more really it's, it's it's hundreds thousands more but no just being very uh straightforward okay so what the fuck is a demon it's not what it's been taught in fact um the word demon is latin for daemon all right or 
the Amen, which is Omen, the Osiris, yet again, okay? Hidden, it means the hidden, the hidden sun or the hidden genius, okay? Hidden genius is what demon literally means. G demon means genius. So all this time you've been thinking you you about to summon some spooky shit, but you're actually are summoning an aspect of your own genius because you're now no longer ignorant to what the fuck a demon is. You get it, rookie? It's kind of simple when you really break it down, but there is a lot more that goes into it. So don't get ahead of yourself yet again. Yeah, yeah. No. So don't get ahead of yourself. There's a lot more that goes into it, but just giving you some perspective, okay? Um, so let's deal with this. I'm trying to get y'all um, a straight up definition of uh, what these demons are and what they represent so you can have a full understanding because I promise you this shit is fire. Don't sleep on the Galatia. Alright? The Galatia is fire. It seems very spooky and scary because the symbols are very abstract. But you gotta remember they're symbols. They're supposed to be freaking abstract. Right? They're not supposed to just oh so is that no, that's where you fuck up. That's rookie shit, like we saying, right? However, these descriptions of these entities that are laid out for you are to give you a starting point. But ultimately, the mind of the magician is what makes it what it is, okay? But I promise you, this shit is, it's, it's, let's just say it's levels, okay? Let's just say that. Let's just say it is levels, I damn I should have bookmarked it. My, my my bookmark fell out, so I'm almost there. Uh they call this shit the most dangerous secret in the world, chapter eight, which is quite a statement of itself when you think about it to say such a thing. Three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Benjamin Franklin, who was a Freemason. So this is what, oh, Benjamin Franklin and all of this. This is what these type of people is really thinking about and dealing with. Now, that's not to say he might have studied occult science, but, you know, it's perhaps a good bet he may have. Um, and am I suggesting that the Knights, that the Templar secret, the Knight Templars, which later became the Ku Klux Klan's symbol, all right, the most dangerous secret in the world was that the Bible is historically untrue in a way, yes, but it's not as simple as that. First of all, in the 12th century, there are very few actual Bibles as we think of them today in existence. There are very few people able to read a Bible and even fewer able to appreciate what the Bible was or understand what it was not. For most Europeans, it was the church, not the Bible, that dedicated the tenets of their faith. If the early Templars believed they possessed such potentially earth-shattering information, it would have put them in a very sticky predicament. After all, to whom could they threaten to reveal the secret? Who besides a handful of churchmen and nobles who were even capable of appreciating information that carried such titanic implications? In the 12th century, there was no way for the Templars 
to go public. There was no newspaper, radio, regular media that we know. Uh, the church enjoyed a monopoly on European education, literacy, and thought. It controlled history. So they telling you the church been controlling history. That's why it's B.C. and A.D. You can't even fathom history outside of this this Bible, uh, Christianity, Jesus that they gave us, which is a very later day creation. It's a it's a it's a combination of Zeus and Jupiter. Okay, it's a combination of Ju of Zeus and Jupiter. There were there is there is no J in the Hebrew fucking language. So think about that for a second if you're not a rookie. But most of the people listening to my podcast, y'all passed that anyway. So we ain't got to trip off that. But um, just the idea that a religious sect could control history. That says a lot. Right. They ain't say just the neighborhood history, actual history. OK. Um, the early Templars would have had little choice but to play their cards very close to the vest. Little choice but to bide their time, build their strength, and seek out others in a holy land who also knew the truth. Others whose beliefs made them so outcast of orthodoxy. Others who knew how to survive. Others like the Ishmaelite order of the assassins who already created their own degree-structured secret society to protect themselves and their interests. All right. The Templars will stay in Palestine and learn from the natives, the remnants of the Jewish esoteric cults, early Christians and the mystic heretics of Islam. So understand this. Um, a lot of the uh, Gnostic writings can be credited to come out of Iran. And that's not to say that they were the same. There's not the same people that exist there today. Know that these are black melanated people. I know that's a hard thing to grasp if you haven't really studied yet. But just know these are melanated people who are telling you this. Right? It's the secret uh, wisdom of the ancient Egyptians. How the fuck you just get to Iran? Did they just materialize it out of thin air, perhaps? But they still got it from the goddamn Egyptians. So it's Egyptian science. Period. Which means it's black people's science. Which is why they can't just come out and say, yeah, we didn't discover none of this new science things. They've been had helicopter. They had a hieroglyph of a helicopter and a submarine and a jet. What does that say? A hieroglyph, nigga? A hieroglyph. Come on, yo. So if, if none of, like I said, Either way, you're validating all of this magical shit or all of the, 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 the superstitious things that people have said we are doing, calling it superstition and pseudoscience. So they have a, a hieroglyph of a jet and a, and a helicopter, but they couldn't predict accurate prophecy. They just was guessing. Get the fuck out of here. So even if they guessed and they got it right, how smart do you have to be to guess something that? that like that you get what i'm saying so either way we're talking about a, a demon a genius a true genius an ancient genius an ancient demon okay however you want to slice it why you think they have to call these folks demons still represent dark side and blackness so understand melanated people um 
got the upper hand when it comes to this shit. But uh, either way, it's more so like, um, you know, anybody can access the energy if they know how. But if you're ignorant, you're just going to be thinking this is a bunch of historical facts for you to respit at the barbecue. All right, we almost to the good shit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just know a lot of religions, all the religions and the gospels of the Bible come out of Gnosticism. Okay. So, yeah, that's just something to deal with. Mark Twain was also a free, a Freemason. It ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bothers me. It's the parts that I do understand. Galileo, who, like I said, was the one they credit to telescopes. So here this guy is coming thousands of years later, you know, and this is what he says. I do not feel obliged to believe that the same God who has endowed us with sense, reason and intellect has intended us to forego their use. So Galileo did not probably believe in the concept of a Christian God based upon that saying. Right. Most philosophers, people who understand true philosophy, you're not that fucking stupid. I'm just going to be honest. So let's move on. Anyway. Uh, so. Uh, let's get to the good shit. I lost my bookmark came out. Perhaps it's in the front. Uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, so there, he's asking questions in this book about whether or not Moses, David, Solomon existed. Okay. Uh, I don't think you should focus on that. My personal conclusion is that no none of these people existed and even if they did they were probably just like he's saying night templars and people in this of this secret society passing down information so you can hopefully reclaim it uh for yourself all right i highly doubt a lot of these people existed but it's possible some of them did as well so why why concern yourself with something you can do nothing about okay so if you really just be that nigga, call on this spirit, figure it out, ask for yourself. If you don't know how to do that, well, keep listening to the podcast. We're going to get we're going to deal with some demons that can help you. All creation is a play in the mind of God. Think about that. A play, a play. Shakespeare helped create plays. Which later now became movies. So like I said, keep thinking y'all niggas is just watching some entertaining shit. These Freemasons who really know the true secrets to Freemasonry and the the secrets of magic. They are making sure you, you if you're a melanated person, you don't realize that this shit is all yours. Or if you have realized it, they're making sure you can't access certain parts of it. So you need to be trying to reclaim all parts of it. Or if you have a rookie-ass mindset and you just don't care, 
Why are you studying anything spiritual at all? Right? Really ask yourself, why are you studying anything spiritual at all? There's so many other things you can do to enhance your your regular human life. Right? There's so many things you can do to enhance that. So why study anything spiritual? Just go, just go do something else, right? Don't worry about this. Uh, however, the real ones, you know, we're going to deal with this shit, okay? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I promise you, it's, it's a lot cooler than it seems. So, part one, Solomon's Secret. Um, trying to show y'all the part where it, it really just explains how it's parts... Uh, the the Goetia are parts of the human brain. Okay. All right. So, uh, just something to consider. But yeah, uh, basically, just know that these spirits are part of the human brain. I can't find the page that it was on. Yep. Uh, these spirits represent aspects of the human brain, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, archetypes of the psyche that are hidden in the subconscious. So that's what makes them so dark and, and, and evil, quote unquote, uh, because ultimately um, these are portions of the brain that you have not tapped into yet because they're dormant. So that's why they stage caution because you don't know the reaction based upon that. But you shouldn't fear because it mind is all. So you're not gonna harm yourself, you know. Uh so that's the thing. Don't don't get your fear in the way of doing the actual working. Okay. Uh So, um, so please don't dismiss me as a crackpot or worse, some kind of devil worshiper. Like I said, we not worshiping none of this shit. If you worshiping something, you have a problem, perhaps, uh, emotionally or psychologically. This is not about worship. It's about understanding. So, um, magic is in the broadest sense of the term, simply the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will the will i'm talking about is both the will of god as is commonly understood and the true will of each individual with whom if properly realized can be nothing other than the perfect reflection of the divine will right in other words if i seek and discover my true will what my place in the universe is what i came to earth to be and do and i've discovered in the only way meaningful and comprehensible to me god's will for my life um, as a magician, I have for the last 35 years, by means both traditional and forbidden, endeavored to cause change to occur in my life in conformity with what I have perceived to be my will. I say perceived to be my will because it is not until we have developed a significant level of illumination that we can, with any degree of certainty, know what our will truly is. So a lot of people ain't really certain what their will is. They think they have it based upon a Zodiac realization of what was already laid down for you. It, come on, man. 
So you perceive what you perceive to be your will and you're doing the right thing and all of this shit could actually be your slave mind, your training of ego. Blocking your true spiritual will, which can only be developed with a significant level of illumination. These spirits I'm about to name you will indeed help you get to that level of illumination. But you have to be willing to go down that road and don't be scared. If you truly understand mind is all, the fuck is going to happen? You're going to slap this shit out to yourself, right? You're going you're gonna to untwist your own brain, right? Cut your own brain stem. I doubt it. You're just going to meditate for a little bit and see what happens. <laughs> Scaredy cats, you know? Come on. So, you know, you have to understand what your true will is. All right, that comes from this inward, you know, inward journey as well as outward introspection. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. Let's let's see here. I promise y'all, it's on one of these pages. If I don't find it, it's okay. I'm just gonna go straight to the entity. Perhaps I'll just get straight to it. Oh, oh, here we go. I found it. Okay. Question one. Do you actually expect me to believe this kind of magic works? I'm. This is a... This, look, look. This is what I'm saying. Y'all niggas don't read. If you just read, all that scary shit go out the window. Just fucking read a book. Look right here. Do you actually expect me to believe this kind of magic works? You know, I'm just a rookie, sir. Mr. Law, my little cat, I'm trying to learn how to summon some galactic demons. Can you teach me how how the elements of spirit evocation work? Well, well, you see, magic is as mysterious as mathematics, as empirical as poetry, as uncertain as golf, as golf, <laughs> and is dependent on the personal equation as love. Quotes Alistair Crowley. Right? I'm just messing around, but no, I don't expect anyone to believe anything. Magic is psychological art form, not a belief system. Unless, of course, you consider the concept of cause and effect to be a belief system. So it's cause and effect, which we know is law and cabalion. Is that a belief system, rookie? I don't think so. I'm expecting, however, that you will with absolute you will withhold absolute judgment about the efficacy of such exercises until such time you actually perform a goetic evocation for yourself, rookie. Well, I can't do it. I don't I already know and all of this. Stop being scared, nigga. Come on. Fuck with this shit. I'm telling y'all, it's sweet. It's sweet. Look, and I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to fuck with some right now. Hold on, we almost there. So look, I have on numerous occasions over the last thirty years evoked. So evoke means an external summoning of energy. So external meaning you're projecting something outside of you, or calling something from outside of yourself. Okay. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. All right. 
So evoked a number of the spirits. You can also invoke them. Uh, we'll probably talk about both methods. Utilizing the basic formula outside in the lesser key of Solomon. I've also taught others to do the same. If success is measured by whether or not the stated purpose of the exercise was regularly achieved, then my personal experiences and reports from others with whom I've had personal contact lead me to affirm categorically that this kind of magic does indeed work. So if you don't want to take it from my word, you can take it from the word of this author. He's telling you this shit does indeed work. These niggas said it's the most dangerous secret in the world because y'all niggas is too scared to fuck with the demons. So if it's 300 people in the world summoning this shit, where you think? Come, obviously, that's where the power is going to be. It's three. It's like and I've, it's way more than that. I, it's thousands of people who use Goetia now, but because it's a popular. This is almost a trend. To be honest, this is becoming mainstream magic. Let's be I'm being very honest with you. Goetia is mainstream magic. It's still scary and spooky to the, the profane and people who are uneducated. But this is actually becoming mainstream magic. In fact, if you study in magic and you don't know Goetia, you should be, you actually are questioned as a magician. Like you're going to get a side eye. Like, what the fuck? You don't know Goetia, but you study in magic. You ain't really studying magic then. So that's just me being transparent with you. This shit is that old and is that is that much of a staple in the occult so people been fucking with this it's just you don't fuck with it question number two that everybody asks are the spirits real or imaginary and i'm just gonna answer this for you i don't nobody can really say this shit for sure until we get to some real deal future robotic time where we just got a machine that can see ghosts I don't think anyone for real can say for sure, but I'm going to read what Lion Milo Duquette has to say as well. So are the spirits real or imaginary? I can only offer my personal opinion based upon conclusions I have drawn as the result of my own experiences with this kind of exercise. There are many very, very knowledgeable individuals who disagree with my assumptions. Some think I've taken the air quote magic out of the magic by overanalyzing the process and making things too psychological. Other thinks my views of the art aren't agnostic enough, that my views are naive and overly mystical and romantic, right? So that's how I feel about New Age. It's overly mystically romanticized and shit. You know, the butterfly in my soul, in my soulmate, but I don't know what a soul is. I just know it's going to come. Fucking rookie shit. I offer no rebuttal to either of these charges other than to say spirits are as real as the powers they personify. So you hear that again? Spirits are as real as the powers they personify. Okay. To quote my literary alter ego, Rabbi Lamed Ben Clifford. So th so that's why I say y'all need to study. Because this author, Lan Mila Duquette, he has an alter ego. Right? His literary alter ego. So he writes under a different name. Okay, so you wouldn't even have known that this is by this person. So this whole time you thinking these white people writing these books, you don't know who is writing these books. You got to be a scientist. Don't be a emotional wreck. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it is. How you feel about the shit don't have nothing to do with what it can do for you. All right. So. 
The spirits are both real and imaginary, but most of us do not realize how real our imagination is. So let you freak out in a dream and get chased by a goddamn demon. Let you get chased by a demon in your dream. That shit feel real as fuck. Ain't, no, ain't nothing funny about that shit, huh? Hey, ain't nothing. Ain't no ha ha he he. I'm gonna get it tomorrow. Ain't none of that. I'm not ready. Ain't none of that. You just out there. You running. So the spirits are very real and imaginary. They're as real as the powers they personify. Personification is one of the main aspects to to these deities and deification. Okay. So the um, for example, I don't believe in the existence of an objective, tangible entity who lives at the North Pole and flies around the world on Christmas Eve delivering gifts to everyone. But I know for a fact there is a real and magical spirit of mad generosity personified merrily in the minds of billions of people as Santa Claus. Okay, so let that sit with you for a minute. So although Santa Claus, the physical dude might not be real with reindeer and elves the spirit of christmas is very real and exists in the minds of billions of people as santa claus okay so this intangible spirit is in a very way responsible for the manifestation of unimaginable number of material objects and a and immeasurable wealth of happiness but beware that same letters that spell Santa also spell Satan. So that's the polarity that is understood by an occultist. If you have an occult mind, you grasp this. So that's why nothing is off limits to you. If you're saying it's off limits to you, you don't understand the close science yet, nigga. This facts. Even if I could put these books down right now. I'm there. I'm actually there. But guess what? I'm not so stupid to do that. And I'm not showing my ego to do that either. But I've read hella subjects. Hella subjects on this shit. Subjects I know you rookies don't know about. But I'm going to help you learn about them. We're going to learn together. But yeah. So the spirit has a dark and evil side. So you can use Santa Claus to fuck somebody's shit up, right? That's an evil spirit, too. When not properly understood, evoked and controlled, he can be a cynical and destructive demon who during this icy season routinely brings gifts of family strife, suffocating debt, regret, depression, and suicide. So like uh, the, the stooge, you know, the Christmas grouch and shit like that. You know, the Grinch. The dark side of Satan, the Santa Claus, Satan Claus, nigga. Okay, so look, ah, here we go. Found it. I'm about to bookmark this. So look, those who there are those who agree with the great 20th century magician Alistair Crowley, who wrote in his introduction to Goetia. So you got to get Aleister Crowley's book on Goetia too, because he gives you some great illustrations along with the symbols. Um, Lon Milo Duquette's book doesn't have the illustrations of the actual being. So if you want 
to get an idea of the abstract form you forms of the beings of the Goetia, these demons, you need to get Alistair Crowley, Alistair Crowley, right? His book on the Goetia, right? Alistair Crowley said the spirits of the Goetia are portions of the human brain, which makes sense. Mind is all right. Okay. So something to think about. He might've been on to something. But well, but Lon is saying, I'm not sure I altogether agree. Mr. Crowley certainly provides us with food for thought. How often have we heard that humans actually only use a tiny percentage of our brains? Who knows what godlike powers we could exercise if we use more of our brains? Imagine what we could divide that unused part of the brain into 72 sections. The 72 spirits of the Goetia, each section a living representative of a specific and unique psychic, which is psychological. So this is a psychological or intellectual or intellectual power. The reason why psychological and intellect is different, right? They, they've drawn this parallel is because it's more closely rooted to the subconscious. And then there are those who um, who also deal with um, your your frontal lobe thinking in the conscious mind as well. OK, so you got to understand the difference of what you're dealing with. So it's very specific, as this nigga's saying. Okay, a living representative. All right, so the go the zodiac is a broad term. It could represent Sarah. It could represent Sally, me, my mother, my my father. That shit is encompassing everyone. So that's why you gotta be specific with this. And these names, these entities, help you to get comfortable with being specific with working with spirits. And then eventually. You'll get to the point where you can create your own spirits and work with them from scratch. Because how else you think these got here? Right? Mind is all. How else you think these got here? Okay. Think about it. So you can create your own. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, we assign each of these, each of those sections to a mythological name. Fur fur or Orobas and a symbol, which is the seal of the spirit. The seal also represents a character. So this is like it like embodies that character. OK. Um, and you gaze upon it during altered states of consciousness induced by the rituals of preparation, the incense, babbling streams of incomprehensible words, etc., whereby we isolate, activate and employ that portion of the brain. Instead of thinking of the spirits as portions of physical brain tissue, so they're not actual physical brain tissue, however, it might be more accurate and just as practical to view them as portions of the subconscious mind. So I just I told y'all that, but he's telling you straight up. So these are portions of the subconscious mind, or you can think of them as portions of your subconscious mind. That's why I say it's very demonic and it seems dark and hidden. As, a, as the pioneers of quantum physics are suggesting and demonstrating the influence of the mind transcends the tiny confines of the human cranium and operates on multiple dimensions unencumbered by the limits of time and space. Tinkering with the subconscious mind is, is in a very well, in a very real way, tinkering with, cos, with cosmos. And since prehistoric times, the people who've tinkered with their subconscious minds the most have been called magicians. Y'all niggas ain't ready for this. You're not a magician and you ain't trying to deal with this. Don't fuck with it. Like I said, church is very real. But church, you ain't doing no work. You just hoping for the best. This is actually getting down to an outcome, a specific outcome that you want. You got 72 names. You have no fucking excuse of what you can't deal with and see what works. 
got to just experiment. If nothing happens, nothing happens. But try again. Right? That's the best I can say. Just try again. Try the later time. Right? Try harder. Never know. The text says that many of the spirits have very odd um, and archaic powers that I have absolutely no interest in. If the spirits are merely portions of my brain or mind, why on earth would I have a section dedicated to fetching courses or attaining prelacies or lighting seeming candles upon the graves of the dead? Right? Right? See, this questions that all these people ask, that regular people ask. And he's answering them. Okay? It will become immediately obvious to the reader that the text is written in an odd and archaic style. There is a simple reason for this. It is an odd and archaic document, bro. As I mentioned in chapter 11, the original manuscripts date from 1697. So this shit old as hell and represent updated versions of far older materials. So like I said, this the version of in 1697 is an updated version of far older material so that's why you got to study all of this shit because it, it's different it's going to be different based upon the perspective of the modern mind and the ancient mind however if you study the modern it could be a it could miss portions of key information that just could have been lost based upon translation and time as you see so that's why you got to go back in time to get a holistic understanding and perspective okay so even though the world has changed a lot since then, our daily lives are in essence remarkably similar to our ancestors. Y'all niggas still struggling, right? People been poor forever. Okay, it's, nothing has changed. We got to ask ourselves why. Even when we was doing things in Egypt, there was a system and people had status. Why ain't everybody just born a king and with money and balling? Right? Why isn't every single one just born well off and safe and protected? Why do why does everyone have to experience worry and fear? Where does that come from? Was that based off society or the government? Even though that existed before a society or a government? Think about this. Right? The the Gnostics tell you exact origins of all that. So even though the world's changed a lot since our daily lives were the same. We may not have the need of horses or church honors or the power to illuminate graves, but we still need a car, career advancement, and some of us occasionally need the wit and eloquence to write and deliver a eulogy. So the basic shit, all, like I said, all the shit we claim we want to do in our human life, but you're doing it from the perspective of a magician now. You're not a human just walking through life. With, you, know, you know what the Greeks call planets? They call the planets... The great wanderers just fucking wandering through life. Well, I'll find it one day. Or the most sad, pathetic thing I heard most black people say, well, we could just never know that because no, we can't. We could just never know. People died. We can never know because we can't talk to the dead. Nigga, I'm telling you, there's a whole science of people who just do nothing but talk to the dead. That's exactly what all our ancestors did. So you're either not reading shit or you don't understand. Or like he said, you don't believe. But it's not about what you believe, nigga. This shit is mind. And the universe is cosmic. So if you don't get it, that's on you. That's your own fault. <laughs> it's your own fault. You gotta come back another lifetime. Right? So, try again. Um. So...
You need to select the proper spirit to perform the specific task you need. And it's a vital component of the magical operation. Some are very obvious, as in the case of number 10, Buer, who is said to healeth all distempers. Others are not so obvious and take a little thought and imagination. So it leaves room for the imagination on purpose. If you're not a rookie, you know what to do with this is what I'm saying. If you just take it as is, that means you're you're learning. You're a, maybe of an intermediate. I can't call you a rookie, perhaps you're intermediate, but you have to at least try to think to that high level. And that's how you get there. OK, so. Being able to recognize your particular problem metaphorically expressed as the power to understand birds or causing trees to bend at your will is the first step to impressing your subconscious mind with the essence of the issue you need resolved. A bird needn't be a crow or a canary. It could be a chattering gossip or a biology test. Y'all, This is symbolic. So this is why I say this Zodiac shit is a is can be the death of you because you'll constantly only refer a bird to the zodiac sign or 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 something like that right or or you might only reference um the scales to the zodiac and that's where you fuck up because it represents so many other things right that's it represents so many other things so these descriptions of the beings and what they can do you have to have a very fluid and, and malleable mind. Malleable meaning it can it can be changed, right? And manipulated. Okay? Think outside the box. He brought, Lon, that's why I love my Lon Milo Duquette's books. He makes things very simple, very plain. Got me into Galatia, right? Back in the day. So Question four. In the first section of this book, you spend a lot of time demonstrating that the Old Testament patriarchs, David, Solomon and others were not historical characters. Yet the lesser key of Solomon is filled with references to these characters. Are you asking us to again believe in fables? Yes and no. Of course, these Bible characters and stories are myths and fables, but myths and fables come from and profoundly affect the deepest strata of the human psyche. I'm going to read that again to you, especially if you are a movie and comic book fan uh, or a sci-fi fan, as am I. Myths and fables come from and profoundly affect because because they come from that. That's why they profoundly affected the deepest strata of the human psyche. Most of us are happy to suspend our belief for a few hours within the dark confines of a movie theater. That same imaginative ability is the cornerstone of magic, a powerful tool that most of us use only for sex, entertainment and diversion. If used with skill and understanding, however, is the perfect tool to help us break out of our present narrow stream of consciousness. Recall from chapter 11 that I asked you to view these operations not as a magical ceremony, but as a psychological exercise, a psychodrama whereby we call forth and isolate previously uncontrolled potentialities within ourselves and redirect their heretofore chaotic energies. So we are redirecting their chaotic energies. All right. So if you are the wielder or the controller of demons, you're King Solomon, not rookie Solomon, King Solomon. 
Okay? Or Queen Solomon. Same thing. Queen Solomon. Same thing. It's androgynous. Okay? Uh, so he or she believed quite passionately in the Old Testament, God, and the host of names, and the supernatural powers of the biblical patriarchs, David and Solomon. In a way, this gave the ancient practitioner a decided advantage over the modern practitioner who must either, like a true method actor or a participant in a role-playing game, find a way to temporarily step out of um, the rational flow of consciousness into the classical magical world with this existing rules and characters. Okay? So the medieval, they're telling you, the medieval magician, they didn't think in these psychological terms because they didn't have the same conditioning based off society. So I say you must study the old thinking you got it because you just here now doing this shit that ain't right i'm telling you they've been told you in a cycle so if you're in a cycle what makes you think you're doing something new at all if you really claim to know that there's nothing new under the sun what the fuck makes you think you're doing anything new at all i just told you we had hieroglyphs of helicopters cars jets boats and satellites rookie hieroglyphs i'm gonna say it again Hieroglyphs, not a papyrus. This shit is in stone. We're talking thousands of years old, not hundreds. Come on, bro. Y'all need y'all need library cards. So look, check. So the the medieval magician, they wasn't thinking in all this psychological, you know. Oh, I'm triggered and all of this. All this trending ass shit you see in fucking Instagram comments. The medieval magician didn't think in psychological terms at all. He or she believed quite passionately in the Old Testament and supernatural powers. Because ain't nothing around you. You, you. you hunting. You like. You gonna be begging for something. Like. Here is easy. It's Walmart. Amazon. That's why they have to keep creating these things. So you don't run to this. Right? They keep creating these new things so you don't run to this shit. I promise you, it soothes the humanity and not your spirituality. Come on, let's just keep reading. Okay? So, you must somehow create a comparable magical world with a mythological hierarchy that personifies his or her understanding and beliefs. So, you have to step out of your rational flow of consciousness into the world of suspending your belief for whatever so like i said this shit ain't about belief as you clearly heard so if you thinking that what you believe is right and what i believe is wrong you fucking up you're not doing no magic this i promise so keep doing that keep going back and forth on that pendulum the the cabalion teaches you about the pendulum next shit go left right left right left right left right so you out well i believe this and then a little bit later i'm asking you what you believe you're gonna say you believe that and you'll just keep going back and forth into oblivion true occultists we study all this shit my all the perspectives are mine so i can walk in any path i choose but if you don't even have the perspective that i have you're missing out you're limited you only got that one side especially if you haven't fucked this goetia shit yet so let's be real um anyway uh the old magicians would operate by the book as much as possible and conform with every instruction found within the text. They wear the proper um, the proper attire, use the right tools, and memorize all the conjurations and constraints of everything. 
doing this is the yoga or the zen of their of their art okay zen is more um like eastern asian type of uh terminology we'll be back with part two about summoning and evoking spirits hello stars i'm back with part two of demonic magic right reading from the key to solomon's key the secrets of magic and masonry all right uh it's a great book i recommend it for anyone who's looking to get into the practice because i keep hearing well what can we do what can we do right now but nobody's doing fucking shit you just keep reading about zodiac so let's really deal with something that i know is outside of the box for most of you who have claimed to study uh so rigorously okay so let's deal with some out of the box shit okay anyway uh we left off with question number five okay question number five um so under what circumstances is it appropriate to evoke a spirit now remember you need to understand the difference between evocation and invocation evocation is when you're summoning a spirit from without so the outer world and you're trying to manifest this shit around you or in reality okay invocation you're trying to absorb or internalize the traits and the personification of said deity or said demon. Remember the word demon means hidden genius, okay? So this is how you activate the hidden genius. This is how you become a hidden genius, all right? Any issue that you have, I promise you can deal with it based off this, okay? Uh, And if it don't work for you, then find something that works for you. But find something. Don't accept defeat. So... What circumstances under what circumstances is it appropriate to evoke a spirit? Ultimately, only the individual magician can determine when it is or is not appropriate to use Solomonic magic to evoke a spirit. However, my experience of what has and has not worked for me in the past. So he's telling you what has and has not worked for him in the past. Lead me to make the following observations. First, you must have a problem, a real problem. But before enlisting the aid of spirit to resolve the problem, you must have done everything in your power to take care of the matter by regular means on the physical plane. That's magic too. If your neighbor's thoughtless midnight tuba playing is ruining your sleep, your health, and your ability to stay awake at work, if you've asked them to stop, if you've called the police and they didn't help, if you tried to enlist the help of other neighbors, you've marched next door, punched the inconsiderate idiot in his tuba tooting lip, if you've tried everything right here on earth, then maybe it is time to at least consider a magical remedy. However, if we haven't exhausted all other measures, it would be cowardly and unwise to magically tinker with your precious subconscious mind just to force some spirit to do your dirty work so we'll keep going i'll I'll tell you my thoughts on this after secondly the problem you wish resolved must be a personal matter you can't do magic for someone else when you formally evoke a spirit you are evoking an adventure adventures are not always pleasant and sometimes dangerous even deadly so that's why i say i'm gonna tell you my thoughts because I don't know when these two books that I'm about to tell you are how far apart they were written. But when he says you can't do magic for someone else, that's bullshit. Because in his other book that I have, My Life with the Spirits, he does magic for someone else um, a few times. <laughs> so that's why I say y'all need to read books to understand the, the, the nature of occult writing 
A lot of this shit is secretive. They don't want to give you the gas. Niggas work their whole life trying to find out these secrets. You think we just going to willingly give them up? Like, no. You got to work for it a little bit. But someone like myself who's not afraid to just tell you because I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do I got to lose, bro? I got nothing to lose but everything to gain by helping someone else. Um, I'd rather, like I said, I want to do magic for you. I'd rather teach you how you can do it. And if you don't do magic, then don't fucking complain. Just leave this shit alone. But if you know how to do it, then at least you have a fighting chance. So this is where I come in. This is how I feel. But to say you can't do it for someone else, I don't know how to feel about that. You need to read his book, Lon Milo Duquette's book. Yet again, My Life with the Spirits. Get that shit. Where he tells you about the workings he did with these goetic spirits. Okay. So no one else can take your adventure for you and you cannot take the adventure for someone else. Therefore, your reason for evoking a spirit must be entirely personal. You wouldn't expect to reap the benefits of psychotherapy by sending someone else to replace you on the analyst couch. And that makes a lot of sense, you know, because uh, you are tinkering with your subconscious mind. Okay. But the mind is all. So don't be afraid. Uh, don't don't let the words of uh, fear of someone else talk you out of doing said thing. OK, because there are many others with the same books and practice who would approach it as the most fun thing in the world. So um, just always keep an open mind, you know, and do it from your perspective. If you aren't convinced of your motive, if you aren't reaching to the very bottom of the visceral hell of your frustration, your anger, then you are not touching the level of consciousness where these beasties exist. So this visceral hell is that psychic power rage that Frank Rudolph Young is talking about. This anger, this rage, this you're raging at this problem that you have. Only the difference between the self-possession of using your own astral body for psychic possession into and to cause change in conformity with the will through the astral realm, you're going to be using these names of spirits who already have a consciousness, okay? So it's a little different, a little different. Same methodology, pretty much, but the the concept and the overall ideology, the personification is different. All right, you have every reason to be mad at it. Uh, furthermore, once you have evoked it into the triangle, you must be able to consider the spirit the personification of your problem. For in essence, that is what it is. So that's why the triangle is actually used in the Goetic ritual is to simplify the personification of your problem. All right, which would be the demon because it's it's an, it's a negative thing, right? This shit is advanced. This is highly advanced. You have every reason to be mad at it. The spirit is your problem. Come on, bro. Y'all not really. I, I know this is some shit because everybody has an emotional look at this. But I promise you, it's, it's more intimate. You have every reason to be mad at it. So I'm doubtful. I keep sucking dick when I don't want to. Right. All of this shit. I can't get a good man. That's the spirit. That's like the problem. So they're giving it a name and corresponding it to astrological charts, metals, incense, and other things you'll see. Uh, you can read in multiple versions of the Goetia. 
to be able to personify this and speak to it and deal with it and hopefully rectify it for you, right? Uh, but it said, it's always been your problem for the first time in your life. You have isolated it and can now focus the full force of your righteous anger and in indignation, not at your spouse, not at your boss, not at your kids or your dog or the government, but at the real source of your problem. So it's not at the person. It's not the government or the kids. Think about that. It has to listen to you so you better know what you want to tell it. It's either going to shape up and do what you command or you are going to annihilate it. So look, let me grasp. Let me tell you all this. This is why knowledge and studying is so fucking important. Because the more you can put in your subconscious, the more information and data download you put in the subconscious, the more it understands how to facilitate those things. But if you have nothing there. Anyway. <laughs> it says, so it's like, you give it an ultimatum. It has to listen to you. So you better know what you're going to tell it. It's it's either going to shape up and do what you command or you are going to annihilate it. My last little word of advice is don't make deals with the spirit. In a very real way, you've been unconsciously making deals with the spirit your whole life. That's why you have your problem. This is very deep. I reread this book so many times. The whole ceremony is your formal way of branding your subconscious mind with the idea that you are through making deals with these with this tangled piece of ignorance, flawed perception, fear, vice, addiction. Take your pick. They're all demons. So you got a methodology of dealing with everything you can invoke. No, 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 no. You can evoke into a triangle in your room, your own fear. Y'all not ready for this. This is advanced magical shit. I know y'all niggas be talking to the goddamn Shea Butter Goddess 101 on YouTube and all of this shit, but I promise you, this is the this is the gas. You see the plot of this psychodrama? The psychodrama? You see the method to the madness? Once you voluntarily reprogram, voluntarily reprogrammed your subconscious mind with a traumatic little experience like this. You become, in essence, a different person. So look, by 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 just thinking about your biggest fear, you low-key traumatize yourself a little bit. So this is how you are actually going to inflict the change. It's slick. It's subtle. It's, it's a catch-22, but it's so fucking powerful. I promise y'all this shit is. This is this. This is that right here. You know, even I myself underestimate said powers that be not the people out there i'm talking about this power even myself underestimate the shit at times because it's so it's so it's so slick it's hard to explain it's very slick that's why i'd be i'd be cautioning people who like you just you just got it got what though the soul where'd you get it from you think you got it from somewhere yeah or or it just came <laughs> all right where from where from what from who how what was the process no i just realized that a tree represents life and that life is how i've been living and i'm like a tree that's not a fucking i promise you 
I promise you, five-year-olds having them same realizations without studying no occult books. I promise you, this is the shit. This the gas. This the shit you niggas is scared to do. Let's be honest. It's the plot of a psychodrama. So a psychodrama, a psychological drama, you could also think of that as a movie. Right? If all goes well, things will be the solution to your problem. Different things start happening to you when you become a different person. That's very profound wisdom right there. It's hard. It's it's a hard thing because you're fighting with your own intellect. Your intellect fights against this shit. In fact, it can miss it altogether. It can miss the change altogether. It's not an intellectual change. Although some of the demons can help give you that too. Is that is that extensive? So question number six. All these lengthy and verbose conjuration constraints and curses, do I have to memorize and recite them? What purpose do they serve? Obviously, in order to get yourself in a place where the idea of talking to a spirit seems like a perfectly normal thing to do, you must be in an altered state of consciousness. All right. So most of y'all talking to spirits don't seem like it's goofy, it's weird, but this is how you alter your state of consciousness, rookie. I'm telling you. The, there are lots of ways to introduce altered states, including the use of psychoactive chemicals, plants and herbs, i.e. mushrooms, weed, all of that shit. All the drugs niggas like. So this is with, this is the time now to do this shit with a purpose. Man, bro. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Michael Jackson was right. We need to heal the goddamn world and make it a better place. Right. And this is how you empower the human race, giving them the power to deal with their own problems psychologically and with a methodology that is not medication. Nothing in here says we're going to take pills and go. This is all self-induced, self-experiment, self-journaling and shit. Like what's better than that? Keeping them in a product or a, 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 a marketing type of mentality. Where they got to, you know, be a product or purchase products. That's crazy. No. So. Uh, the problem stems from the fact that it's very easy to induce an altered state of consciousness by ingesting drugs. And it's difficult to return to objective consciousness at the precise moment in the ceremony when it's vitally important to do so so if you do drugs you got to have a sharp mind is what they telling you if you just out here tripping you just high you're not doing nothing magical so it says this can be a very dangerous situation in which to find oneself so you have a bad trip because you have no idea how to do magic and you just think a demon's supposed to come talk to you then you on these drugs you here come here come the vacuum cleaner and you flip the fuck out so this is how that happens. I'm telling y'all, real niggas who study, they know this already. In the same way, the modern devotee of transcendental meditation repeats a mantra in order to step out of the stream of everyday consciousness. The ancient magician and the modern Solomonic purist memorized and recited page upon page of conjurations filled with strings of strange sounding names and magical words. So all these names you're going to hear are very strange to you, especially if you never heard these before. So that's what's going to get your brain like, what? It's like, what the fuck is a Shim Hamfresh? And what's a Goetia? Like, already you're thinking differently just off of that. So that's kind of uh, 
in essence, the science, but with a more focused will. Okay. Eventually, the tedium, even the absurdity. See, he's saying this shit is absurd. Like, it feels absurd. You just got to get over that. It causes the mind to rebel and slip into the desired place. In my opinion, the modern magician is better served by composing his or own customized conjuration or conjuration. So he's telling you, you should be making your own custom conjurations. For me, it's unduly distracting to engage in name of name dropping of Bible characters. I know never existed in deities. I don't fucking worship. He's, uh, he's saying he don't like he, you know, do as thou wilt. In other case, the most important element of the conjuration comes at the very beginning where the magician, like the legendary Solomon, affirms his or her connection with supreme deity. This is the moment when we consciously insert ourselves in the spiritual hierarchy of the cosmos. So like I said, y'all got to know where y'all exist in the spiritual hierarchy of the cosmos. A lot of y'all just floating on that fucking animal wheel. I exist outside the cosmos. I'm from outside this motherfucker. So you can deal. You can do with that as you will uh, as well no i don't need your belief no you just have to do workings to figure out where you from know your you know your nature but i don't exist in this cosmos i'm not from this cosmos i'm from somewhere else the other place <laughs> that's not a place right so uh so uh you have to create your own magical formula okay motive and justification so before you begin ask yourself do i truly have a good reason to raise the spirit do i feel absolutely justified in doing so do i have a sufficient a sufficient emotional tie to the object of the operation is it my unambiguous will to succeed in the operation so you have to have the will to succeed if you don't got the will to succeed then why are you even doing it is what he's saying. You have to really be sure why. Do I have the courage to plumb the depths of my subconscious hell to achieve my to achieve my ends? I'll be honest, that's where a lot of people fall short. They don't have the depths to plunge that subconscious. It seemed petty, but this is the practice of removing oneself from that gross body that our ancestors called um the the ancestors basically called it the gross uh being removed from the subtle so this is the practice of removing that part of yourself or at the very least going into that place that you haven't been before um called the subconscious hell so hell is the subconscious so that's why i say if you have no knowledge where you think you're gonna end up if you don't know then that's probably a problem don't you think or if you just try to guess and jump on the bandwagon of somebody because you heard them say something and you didn't do any of this work, then you're just a fucking faker. You're you're just a faker. And I promise you, spirit will come see you eventually. Don't take my word for it. Just just wait it out. No. All right. So. For real, for real, the reason why they make you ask these questions is because, like I said before, most people writing these books are white as hell so they can't just come out and say well black people and black women 
their ancestors created this science. None of the books I ever read just straight up said the black woman, the black man created all of these sciences that I'm using. Because the first thing you'll do is use this shit to fuck them up. That's that's just a just off GP. Just knowing that you can do it now. Like that just off that. So that's why I have to tell you in the book to be very careful and all of this extra shit. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, what? Oh. That was the gas. Alright, so we almost to these sigils and these symbols. Alright. Uh so uh I'ma tell y'all a couple of them. Let's see. Ah, this was one I will I will probably be working with tonight. So number four is Samagina or Gamian. Gamian. The fourth spirit is Samagina or a great marquise. He appeareth in the form of a little horse or ass, and then into human shape doth he change himself at the request of the master. He speaketh with a hoarse voice. He ruleth over 30 legions of inferiors. So the 30 legions, the legions correspond to um, about 5,000, 6,000 people or, or you know, uh, soldiers, right? So he has inferior spirits below him. He teaches all liberal sciences and giveth account of dead souls that died in sin. And his seal is this, which is to be worn before the magician when he is invocating. So I'm telling y'all, that's why I had to be like, you sure? You sure you want to do this magic shit? You sure you want to summon 30 legions of inferiors along with the main? All right. He giveth account of dead souls that died in sin. So... Our concept of sin is just basically human evil, a human moral evil. Okay, that's our concept of sin. However, the ancients had a much different account of sin. In fact, the very nature of your soul being incarcerated would be considered a divine sin. Okay, you are given skin. All right, so uh, you can think about that. And that's why I see you got to be creative. And La Malo the Cat also encouraged your outside of the box thinking while you read this okay so the more knowledge you have the more flexible your mind can be who the knew so that's why the, the 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 books and stuff are important okay so the reason why i would i would use this entity is because i know for a fact that the horse or the ass donkey corresponds to the uh constellation in zodiac libra even though libra is just a scale doesn't have an animal um, if you do a little bit of research, you'll realize that it actually symbolizes the donkey um, or uh, in some cultures, it's the boar, right? The boar or um, I've seen a pig sometimes, too, right? Just kind of depends. Uh, let's see. The fifth spirit is Marvus. He's a great president and appeared at first in the form of a great lion, but afterwards at the request of the master. He put it on human shape. He answereth truly of things hidden or secret. He causeth diseases and cureth them. Again, he giveth great wisdom and knowledge and mechanical arts and can change men into other shapes. He governeth 36 legions of spirits and his, le and his seal is this to be worn as foresaid. Okay, so you wear the seal, wear the symbol as you fucking with it. 
you want to do a meditation with the symbol ultimately and uh if you can visualize the 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 symbol and the 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 entity all right as you either go to sleep in a dream or as you you know like i said hold your meditation and then you know you can carry the seal with you or you can do what some people do i'll burn it you know put it in a fire put it in a triangle you know do whatever but I've also read books that say you shouldn't put this shit in a triangle because what's the point of summoning all this energy just to confine it to one space, especially when you're dealing with the nature of the subconscious mind. So eventually you want to grow out of the whole uh, the drama aspect, if you can, and deal with the psycho aspect more so. All right. But, um, you know, both ways work. So that's why it's that's the beauty of it. Like I said, it should be fun. So if you like playing dress up and shit, then there you go. But do it with an intentful purpose and a skillful purpose, right? As opposed to just fucking around. Okay. So that's why Halloween and stuff is so important. And that's why the the masks and all of that thing are so... Uh, they're, they're the tradition because you're embodying or invoking these different spirits, right? In the spirit of Halloween, which is All Souls Day, All Saints Day. So you worship you venerate all the different types of spirits there are different creatures different people all right simple pretty cool uh so let's see the seal of paymon the ninth spirit is the order of paymon a great king and very obedient unto lucifer lucifer is the light bearer all right uh he's the the fallen angel like he's that nigga Right. He appeareth in the form of a man sitting on a dromedy. A dromedy is a bird, if y'all didn't know that. A dromedary with a crown most glorious upon his head. So he's on a bird with a crown. There goeth before him also an host of spirits like men with trumpets and well-sounding cymbals and all sorts of musical in instruments. He hath a, vo a great voice and roareth at his first coming. His speech is such that the magician cannot well understand unless you compel him. The spirit can teach all arts and sciences and all arts and sciences and other secret things. He can discover unto thee what the earth is and what holdeth it up in the waters and what mind is. So he can help tell you what the mind is. I'm finna fuck with this nigga. Anyway. I fuck with all of these joints, but some of them more than others. Um because I was doing a lot of angelic workings with the corresponding 72 angels. Um, man, I just can encourage this shit for y'all. Just If you just are questioning anything in the life of our reality as we live it, just tired of the day-to-day, -day, job to job shit, and you just want to know something else, like, is there something more? I highly, highly encourage you to fuck with this shit. You have nothing to lose. This is literally drawing symbols on a piece of paper, doing some meditation and and understanding what it is you're doing. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. All of these people trying to get you to invest. Hey, hey, stop what you're doing. If you got five minutes, I'm going to show you my shitty new products. You're sitting there on the couch, not doing nothing. Well, you could be shopping on my new course that I just dropped for a hundred bucks. This could all be yours, and you will sit there and listen to all of that shit, but something that could actually propel something forward in life without you even knowing it. You won't fuck with it out of fear. But here's an entire science of how to evoke 
your fear into a into a triangle or into a into the space around you to deal with it and to face it and front it uh confront it head on. Alright? So um just something to think about, you know? Something to think about. That's why the magic is so intimate because it's something you're doing personally for yourself and with from within you your own things that that need to be dealt with it's gonna be different for other people that's why they got 72 names you can't tell me you can't find one 72 come on yo all right so uh the spirit can teach you what mind is and where and where it is so where is mind mind is everywhere <laughs> or any other thing you may desire to know. So it can teach you damn near anything. It's multiple spirits. He give dignity and confirmeth the same. He bindeth or maketh any man subject unto the magician if he so desire it. So he can bind and make men subject unto you. All right. So that's why like, y'all niggas got to be careful with this. He telling you. It's psychological. You accessing the psyche. Mind is all. So that means you tapping into that nigga's mind. I know that's that's something, but trust with the right person, you might get fucked up. Okay? So be careful. Shit, my own mind has changed based upon these workings. Quite rapidly, I but assume. So that's why I say you need to know what you're doing, but be careful. But reach your goals. Don't let nothing stop you from reaching your goals. I'm reaching my goals. That's for sure. And every day is a new adventure. Okay. So he has 20 spirits under his uh under his order. No, 200 legions of spirits. God damn, remember, 200 times five thousand. It's a lot of spirits that Paymon is giving you. So that's why it's, it behooves you to deal with this. If you claim to be a magician or a spiritualist, but you can't talk to spirits, or you don't have no spirits that you can call. Your spirit guide is going to get fucked up. I promise you. I promise you I got 144 things to get your spirit guide clean the fuck out of there. I promise you. I promise you that weak ass spirit guide shit is gone. Like, I know y'all don't grasp these concepts yet, but you will. <laughs> oh, you will today. But that weak ass spirit guide shit, you got to get that out of here. First of all, there's no spirit guide. It's your own cop. It's your own astral double that you've yet to understand and wield consciously. So it seems outside of you and it seems external. You really think there's something in the cloud just waiting for you to to do something or or get an approval spirit guide should i take that job oh you should definitely take that job that's a great job for you like get the fuck out of here that's more religious shit that's not not nothing in any of the real shit i be reading has said anything about that none of your ancestors said anything about a spirit guide that's a fact that's some new age shit from white women. My spirit guy is my nigga. My spirit guy is Steez 47. Ain't no fucking spirit guy. He told me, he was like, that was one of the first things he taught. Like, so who's my spirit guy? Like, nigga, me. What the fuck? Who you thought? Tinkerbell? Like, shut, like what? 
Be real. You really think it's somebody just out there that just like you that much? It's your own spirit that you don't know how to access. Be real. That's what it is. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, it's too many ways. It's lack of study. That's really all it bit. It's just lack of study. So now if thou callest this spirit Paimon alone, thou must make it him some offering, and there will attend him two kings called Labal and Abilim. So he brings two extra spirits with him. This hell is you get hella spirits and the other spirits who be of the order of potentates and his host and 25 legions. When I tell you these niggas will show up at your house. Don't play with this. I'm telling you, I know y'all got some beliefs and well, my grandmother, you know, she raised me different and all of that. But, you know, to be honest, fuck you <laughs> like this ain't that when I promise you. 25 legions plus an extra 200 plus the three spirits the three demons like come on bro y'all niggas ain't really doing work that's what i'm saying y'all have a romanticized spiritual outlook really it ain't even that spiritual it's more so more informational and then emotional no but to really wield spirit, you must control and understand the emotion. And then I mean, like, when some, you see something sad, and you tell yourself, cry, and then you start crying. I must cry now. And then you cry. Like, no, it's not that. It's the understanding of where the emotions should be placed and when they're placed and when they die, when they come up, when it's not supposed to, it should be dealt with. All right. For no reason at all. Shit like that. Like, it's a reason why you don't see most men just break down crying for no reason when something when something happens in their day. If, a, if you if you see a man like that, the first thing you do is say, oh, he, he's a he's a bitch. You start you start trying to associate him to being like a female. But why? Even women would do this. But why? I thought we was all supposed to be emotional, being in tune with our emotions, our feelings. It's because you understand the, when the emotion is not in check then it can be detrimental no but you are allowed to vent and and have an emotion as well you you are you are a spiritual being so you're having this experience but you should understand that experience and not just be down here fucking around all right so you getting i'm gonna just say maybe millions of spirits all right uh, if you fuck with all 72, you definitely going to have millions. Most definitely. Without doubt. Without question. Millions of spirits. So, um, and those spirits which be subject unto them are not always with them unless the magician compel them. So they telling you, these extra legions, you have to compel them to come along with the, with the demon. As a, They don't just come because, like I said, oh, I got it. That whole I got it shit. Fucking up! You didn't compel the the, you missed out. That's really what it's saying. They do not come unless compelled to do so. These extra legions, so that's where you would have missed out right there. All right, so just keep all this open for the next thing, right? So look, peep this. This shit is fire. The character and the layman must be worn with them. So now I'm going to teach you about the seal of Buer, who was mentioned earlier. 
He's the 10th spirit, a great president, apparent in Sagittarius, and that is his shape when the sun is there. He teaches philosophy, both moral and natural, and the logic art, and the virtues of all herbs and plants. He healeth all distempers in man, and giveth good familiars. He, he governeth 50 legions of spirits, and his character of obedience is this. Right? And then it gives you the seal. Uh, so that's what that spirit does. Um, try to give maybe one more. Ah, the seal of Ippos, the twenty-second spirit, Ippos. He is he is an earl and a mighty prince, and appeareth in the form of an angel with a lion's head and a goose's foot and hare's tail. So he's multiple angels. So that's the whole revelations monster. These monsters. The word monster means to reveal or revelation. So this is how you reveal. These are the monsters you're supposed to reveal with the hidden genius. Not no demons coming to get you. You just didn't read no fucking books. That's the problem. So you're not going to have a... There will be no apocalypse for you. Unfortunately, there will be no apocalypse for you. The world just might look fucked up, but there will be no apocalypse for you. You'll be coming back to this fucked up world. You must understand what this shit even means. Right? So he's an angel with a lion's head, goose foot, and hare's tail. What zodiac is he? Right? So let's be honest. He's beyond that. This is something else. He maketh man witty and bold. He governeth 36 legions of spirits. His seal is this, which thou shalt wear, etc. Now, also, 72 times 5 equals 360. Now I'm about to read to y'all some very important information from another book. All right. From another book called The Secret of the Incas. And in here, they actually uh, they discuss what this measurement of 72 corresponds with the ancients. All right. So this is not a this is not a new thing, as I told you. That's why you must study the ancient the all you must study all to have a holistic perspective we like to toss that word around a lot but when it comes to actual knowledge we like to read four astrology books and give up or three books on tarot and think that's all think that's all there is to magic that's all we need to know we found our life path that's it if that's true that's cool but i would argue that there's a lot more you could get into you know so just just always be open to expand because a lot of these tarot people that y'all learning from, when you really listen to them, they believe in this false creator God or the creator universe, which is Demiurge. So, you know, these niggas ain't studied. They have been romanticized through tarot. Man, y'all niggas ain't ready to tell me. I'm trying to be chill, but it's a passionate thing because I understand how detrimental this learning is to our people who claim to want to know they self and their culture and their history so goddamn bad. But you don't really give. A, you really don't give a fuck. Beyond, you really don't give a fuck. You just care about how great your life feels when you might die today. Facts. You don't know. And if you die ignorant, you die just knowing you died only doing the root chakra. I only, but I only got to the point of my root chakra. Ah, uh, <laughs> get shot, have a heart attack, and shit. Let's be real. You don't know when you're going to die. You might die right now as you're listening to this podcast. At least you died trying, right? You might, I don't know. You might be, 
you might be better off listening to the podcast than many others but you know still you gotta do the work you gotta do the actual work all right so let me get y'all up on this um so oh here we go so uh they talk about the beginning of time all right and in ritual time is or in magic time is like the only factor that is kind of i won't say out of your control but it's one of the layers that this astral energy has to filter through it has to filter through the layer of time to enter into a third dimensional reality all right so um this this hold on let me tell y'all because remember i told you 72 times 5 is a complete circle however this motion of a circle and the motion uh the, the result of motion over time is that stars which once rolls heliically so helix a helio a helios or like a helical structure would be just like a spiral okay so how the serpents are in the caduceus they rise at a given solar date so the solstice will rise late all right so when is gonna happen when's gonna happen later <laughs> no it's gonna happen later like late because this 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 lateness is how shit manifests down through in the physical so this processional shift is so slow one degree equals one day of lateness okay one degree equals one day of lateness in 72 years okay so historians of science have assumed that it can only have been noticed by reference to written records on the other hand as philip morrison of mit has noted all that is really required to discover precession is an old tree a solar gnomon and faith in the veracity of one's grandfather an oral record all right how then did it come to pass is the result of coming to this awesome realization concerning the separation of the world parents that saturn should emerge with the title author of time so saturn corresponds to set which corresponds to the sixth chakra of the third eye which also corresponds to time so this this magic this time you are doing something outside of the circle of time when you are evoking spirits spirits exist outside the circles of time okay is really what i'm getting at however how the result manifests for you it must go through the cycle or the helia the heliacal process of transcending down through these layers astrally into the third dimension so it's like that's why it, it's not really you shouldn't focus on that because it's kind of out of your control. You just got to wait it out. So don't harp on if the ritual is working or when it's going to work. Just know the work was done in the one, in the moment. Okay? It's done in the moment. Done in the moment. Okay? So one day, one degree equals one day of lateness in 72 years. Think about that. 72 equals one degree. That's that's science right there. That's metaphysical, nigga. All of this zodiac shit y'all on. Y'all not really decoding the true mysteries. This I promise. God damn. 
Um, anyway, and time is Chronos. Chronos is time. All right. Uh, Chronos ate his children. So these children correspond to the semen. They correspond to uh, the menstries, the menses, right? Okay. Ate his children. Or if a woman swallows during, you know, uh, uh, fellatio, she's technically eating children. She is performing the act of Kronos, nigga. Y'all not really, y'all not really ready for this shit. I promise. This is the advanced real shit for my real star 47 niggas. All right. So. That's one of the things you can use to activate these goetic symbols is seminal sexual fluids, okay, um, of male and feminine quality, okay, because this is going to be how you act, give it the time factor. Do y'all understand? Time corresponds to this sexual fluid of the third eye in the mind, right? Brains, blank, brain fluid. The fluid of your third eye, the fluid of your brain is sexual fluids. All right. Know that. So. And that also corresponds to time. Uh, so Saturn communicated motion to the universe. All right. Read fear of the fixed star. Um. Yeah, so like I said, Saturn is also set. So it's dealing with your lower nature, um, the subconscious, your hidden sexual desires, things like that. You could also associate with them. That's why the demons, uh, they recommend you put them in these triangles. But the most of the demonic symbols, they, they come in a circle. All right. And the angels, you put them in a circle, right? Or an upright triangle. And the demons, you put in the downright triangle. Or vice versa, depending on what you're trying to do. Bring energy down, send energy out, right? Uh, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I had to get that, get that nugget in there for y'all. All right. Uh, so 72 Goetia, right? An imperfect circle would be the, the serpent, which is Kundalini, which is sexual. Right. Because if you draw an imperfect circle, that's like a that's like a if a serpent was chasing his tail or a dog chases his tail. Right. Dog also backwards is God. Come on, man. So just know that. Which is a symbol for Anubis, which is your 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 guide through the spiritual world. But if you're not even entering the goddamn spiritual world, you're just talking about it. Then I, I'd argue if you're a magician at all or a spiritualist at all. So this is not how you talk about the spiritual world. This is how you actually wield that power of the spiritual world with names and with a specific agenda and codex and understanding. OK. So now that y'all got some work to do, make sure y'all get y'all books from the library. Do what you got to do. Hope to be talking to y'all soon. And I want to hear some success stories with this Goetia magic demons. All right. 
send me an email at star47brand at gmail.com. All right. I wish y'all great success and Godspeed. Till next time, it's your host G. Peace.